He's outspoken, courageous, a veteran, a devout family man. He's a leader and a brother to America. He is your host, the Red Baron of Boots on the Streets Podcast. Welcome, welcome, everyone. Welcome to the show. I hope everyone's doing well. I myself is doing well on this Sunday evening. You know, I can't complain with everything that's going on in this country. I really can't complain. But I can have concerns, America. I can have concerns. And my concern is... Inflation, hyperinflation at that. You know, you have to be hiding under a rock to not notice what's going on with the skyrocketing prices of everything. And it's not all right. So don't let anyone sell you a sack of boo-boo and tell you inflation is good. And that inflation is all right. That it is normal. No, it's not. And see, you, you have to be careful, America, because... The media will honestly have you believing what's bad for you is good for you. You hear it enough time on TV, the radio, and news articles, you will start to believe what's bad for you is good for you, America. I'm an American that walks the streets here in Columbia, South Carolina. I'm a day-to-day guy I'm like the most of you. I get up, I go to work, I let my car heat up before I get in it. You know, I'm a regular guy. There's nothing, uh, you know, fabulous about me. I'm not an entertainer, so to speak. I do acting, but I'm not like a Denzel Washington or something or live this extravagant lifestyle. I'm amongst you, America. I am amongst you. And I go in places like Walmart. Now, I don't eat a lot of meats. But I do enjoy my ground turkey for my tacos. And I go in there, and I recall, for a pack of ground turkey, it was like one ninety for the small ones. Now it's two ninety eight. Eggs used to remember they used to be like ninety nine cent, maybe a dollar ten. I'm in Walmart looking around now. I'm just taking Walmart as out because you go to Food Line, you're gonna pay more. Publix, you're gonna pay even more. Pack of eggs, you know, carton of eggs, four dollars. Milk, $7. Everything is going up. Everything is going up, America. America, you're not hallucinating. Let's talk about the gas prices, huh? Here in Columbia, South Carolina, depending on what side of town you are on, America, depending on what side of town you're on, gas right now is like, what, three twenty. I think I spoke to my mother. She lives in Statesboro, Georgia. She stated gas prices of $4.90 something cents. No, I'm sorry, 460, 460. But there are other places like near Atlanta, they're almost close to those prices. But this is not good. And, you know, Biden administration don't even really speak too much on inflation. And what I find interesting is go ahead and Google hyperinflation. Under Biden, the liberal news media, it's hard to find anything that's bad for America to find like numerous articles written on it. That's why podcasting, websites, 
uh, other social media apps. We need them because we need that balance. We need for someone to tell us the truth of what's going on in this country. Because you leave it to CNN, you leave it to the other networks, they're going to be like, oh, we can't talk bad about Biden failures. And Biden failures is a failure that impacts all of us. It impacts all of us. You can't tell me you care about the average American when the average American is living, living, day to day, struggling, living in fear, trying to figure out how they're going to pay their light bills, how they're going to put clothes on their kids' backs. Keep in mind now, they say inflation is about to affect clothing prices. So let me pull out some charts here. Let's talk about a few things. I come with the receipts. During this hyperinflation, you have a 30-year mortgage interest rate that's a half percent higher. So you have a loan. Get ready to see some interest rates go up. Or if you try to go get a house, get ready to see some interest rate go up. Now, for those that y'all live in a house, that's a concern. But what about those that rent? You're not safe either. That's right. You're not safe either. You have apartment complexes that are jumping rent by like $60. Now, let me tell you something. When you already on fixed income and then someone goes up on rent at $60, that's a big leap. And the manager go, well, because of, you know, inflation, we have to go up too. Okay, but the average American check is not going up. Biden told a major lie when he came on stage. And I hate to use those terms, but that's what he did. He go, Americans have more money in their check. No, they don't. No, they don't. Let's take state employees here in South Carolina. You might give them a bump and they raise, but as usual, soon we get a little bump, America. What do they do? What do they do? They go up on insurance. They go up on food prices, gas prices, and now you're, you're back in the hole again. And with inflation, you might be even further in the hole than what you were before you got that raise. So, Biden, we don't have more money in our paycheck because soon our paychecks increase... Everything else goes up around you. Everything goes up around you. 61% of Americans are falling behind. Statistics says 61%, 30% barely staying even. 7% is staying balanced. 7% of Americans are balanced right now. Who are those? Your entertainers, the Beyonce's, the Jay-Z's. Your Brad Pitts, the Obamas, huh, let me repeat that, the Obamas, let's be polite. But 61%, that's over half and more to come. With hyperinflation, add an extra 20% onto that. Add it. And let me tell you something. You have to be realistic. I try to have this conversation with uh, a buddy of mine, and he just can't stand Trump. Now, I'm a conservative, but I'm a realist, and I call it down the line. And he's just going off like, F that, I'm not going to be one of these black Trump supporters and all this and this and that and everything and, and effing racist whites and stuff. But this is the same black guy that keeps talking about I'm going to get me a white girl. I'm going to get me a Becky. I'm tired of these sisters. I'm tired of these sisters. The same brother that be talking about racist stuff. But I'm going somewhere with this. Let me tell you. You have to be careful of that type of black politics. 
that emotional politics that can't quote statistics, can't look at policies. That's that emotional politics that leads you down a rabbit hole. That's that emotional politics that have people voting for Biden and y'all out here running around you Biden sexuals. Instead of looking at what's good for your pockets, looking at what's good for your family, what's good for the nation, you let them scare you into voting for Biden. They made Trump to be the boogeyman. Everything went up soon Biden got into office. Less than two weeks, gas prices was up. Food started going up. And don't blame this on, on, on Trump because under Trump, the economy was good. It was great. Even when COVID came in, remember we had, uh, you work for a government job, you had the extra $1,200 in your check, you had a $600 unemployment uh, on top of your regular unemployment. I mean, Americans was doing good. Trump looked out for the average Joe. And for those of y'all that never lived in New York and you live out Midwest somewhere or in the rural South and you think you know Trump, let me tell you about Trump personality. Because I'm from New York originally. Let me tell you something. I grew up in the 80s era and I heard about Trump growing up. And Trump was never no racist to black Americans. And this guy like, the Central Park Five. And da, da, da. I'm like, you, 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 dude, you're from Alabama. You don't even know what you're talking about. The Central Park Five. Trump used to ride through Harlem. With women, and they used to climb out the sunroof, and, and he'll wave at people and talk to people. He was a, you know, he was a mogul, a New York City mogul guy. That's why Wu Tang and them rapped about him. And Wu Tang came along in the nineties. They didn't say anything about the Central Park Five. They didn't say anything about that. I can name numerous rappers talk about they want to be like Trump, but this is not about Trump. This is about. Americans, Americans, and I stated all that stuff because I want you to take the emotionalism out of your politics. Stop being an emotional baby. You, you can't articulate political concerns and issues because you run back to race. Race is what got you voting for whack Kamala. Oh, them butter biscuit Negroes was happy. So, let's look at some other facts here. American voters are suffering. That is correct. You go in Walmart. Let me tell you something. I, I'm an outdoorsman. I'm a masculine man. I'm a patriot. I'm a veteran. I'm very masculine. I'm not a mama's boy. Very masculine. Big beard, long hair, I'm masculine. Ten toes down. I like to go into Walmart and get my Masio and get my hunting gear and everything, you know? I mean, that's, that's where I shop. I shop where it's convenient. Or I go to Ollie's sometime and get my stuff. And I was looking for a crossbow. And I, got, I have a crossbow, a very nice one that I keep on me. And I'm in Walmart and I can't even find proper hunting gear anymore. I can't find Masio Hood in all Walmart. Now, some Walmarts have a nice selection, but not all Walmart. And, and when I tell Americans about this sometimes, they be like, well, my Walmart have that. I said, okay, but your Walmart lack other things that the other Walmart have. As a guy that used to be manager of supply chains, I understand how everything works. And just because your store has it, that doesn't mean it's right that another store don't have it. Because what eventually happens is 
your store come up short too. Your store might have back shipment that's coming in or they might be pumping stuff out the warehouse. Let's see where you at six months from now. But the average American is suffering. You can't get certain meats. You can't get certain foods out of stores. And if you do see it, the prices are sky high. What has Biden told us he was going to be the solution for this? And I don't want to hear supply chain. Supply chain. That's the reason. No, no, no. That's not the reason we have inflation. It's poor decision, Biden. You made some very, very poor decisions. And you're not smart enough to get us out of this jam. You're not. So under hyperinflation... Look at healthcare insurance to increase by 10%. Now, let me tell you something. That means if you work like in South Carolina here, if you work for a state agency, they're taking up to 250 out of your check or pay period. That's $500 a month. And the healthcare is not even all that good. Now, if you're a single mom and you tell me Biden cares about the average person, most state agencies are employed by minorities or black people, particularly black women. But Biden, you care about the black community, right? Right, Biden? That's what you said. But you got all these black women that's paying high prices for health insurance for themselves and their children. What about these teachers out here? And like in South Carolina, we're going to give them a little raise. Bro, that raise is nothing when everything else around them is sky high. They are still in the hole. You require for teachers to have a master's degree to be a certified teacher. You're talking about eight years of learning just to come out in some school districts like Wimberg County, South Carolina, to only make 35000 maybe 38 start. And I highly doubt they make thirty-eight because I don't know too many people that make even 40000 not even a mayor down there. I say that, how could you say you care about American people but health insurance going up by 10%? That hurts the average American paycheck. Let's see what else is going up. Housing, 15% increase looking to take place. We talked about that, apartments. You want to go out and get a house right now? Good luck. Good luck. They're going to bust your head to the white meat with interest rates, no matter what your credit is looking like. And if you get that house at the interest rate you want, once again, your mortgage is still going to be high. And then you got to factor in the fact everything else is high around you. And, and let me tell you something. Do not believe these economists that be on the news channel that are pro-Biden. Now, I, I, like, I like neutral information. I'm good for neutral inf information. But don't believe the economy. Oh, everything's going to turn around real soon. These are the same people that told you COVID was going to turn around. These are the same people that told you what? Omicron is nothing to worry about back in November. Here we are going into February and you have people dying and getting sick in high numbers. You have children getting sick, getting exposed to the virus. You know how many times they sent me home from work in our office because somebody was exposed? In the last three weeks, I think we were sent home probably six times. What is, what, what is definitely certain is uncertainty. What is definitely certain is uncertainty. You cannot take these news broadcasters word serious. Now I'm reading you stuff right here based off of my research. Let's see what else we have. We already talked about gasoline. Look to uh, increase by 34%. Gasoline, I drive a Suburban. 
I drive, I, I, my two American cars are V8. I'm pro-American with my car, and I would like to get a very nice pickup truck pretty soon, too. And I think, and I have a little conspiracy, and I'm going to share it with you. I believe that Biden jacked up gas prices because so he came in office. What was he promoting and talking about? Electrical cars. By what, 2028 or 2030, all the cars will be electrical? So what better way to get people off electric, uh, get people off of gasoline cars into electrical cars than go up on the gas prices? See, I pay attention to these little details, not emotionalism. Just pay attention like a man and a patriot supposed to do. You want to promote electrical cars? And I guarantee you bought into some stocks buying of uh, electrical car companies. Go up on the gas prices. So everybody starts saying, you know what? I'm tired of gas cars. I'm going to get me one of your electrical cars. Oh, a quick get rich scheme. Good job, Biden. I peeped your game back here in January. I peeped you a long time ago. Groceries going up another 34%. American voters are suffering. American voters are suffering. We have not seen the worst. You're going to be in for a major shock coming up like April, March, going into April. Oh, my God. Wait till 4th of July come around when everybody want to have cookouts and grilling. I guarantee you everybody will be standing around eating one hot dog, one weenie for everybody out of the same pack. And y'all probably going to have to put in to buy that pack of hot dogs. These are some of the elements that we need to start thinking about. Hyperinflation is no joke. He's in office. Let's hold his balls to the wall. And you probably say, well, how do you do that? How do you do that? Hey, you're going to have to start speaking up. You have to let it be known that you really are disgruntled with Biden. And the thing is, it's just not I don't want to say it's conservative because I walk around. I don't have people, even family members that voted for him and they call me up and they go. Damn, Biden got over on us, didn't he, Dedrick? He got I said, no, he got over on you. He got him on you. I told you what was going to happen. You can't put him in office with a vice president that dropped out during her presidential campaign. One of the first people to drop out at that. How well you think she's doing? This administration was DOA from the start. It was dead on arrival from the start. Come on. Anybody that's listening to this show tonight. Do you really feel confident and comfortable with Biden? Well, he he not a racist. Bullshit. Three strikes you in law. How many black people you think went down under that? Three strikes you in law. He's not a racist, but you want to talk to me about Central Park 5. What about them bus laws he put in place? But you want to talk to me about one incident. That's, that Trump didn't make a decision on, 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 on those uh, cases. He's not a legal person. He didn't make those decisions. Blame the, blame the courts. It's like you talk to people, they be like, oh, Biden, uh, uh, Biden not a racist, but Trump's a racist. I said, name me three things Trump said racist about black Americans. Three factual things that I could Google that he said. Nothing. Because last time I checked, right, right before his campaign, didn't he say Lil Wayne behind? Didn't he help get Kodak Black out? Beware of emotional politics. It gets you nowhere. It gets you nowhere. 
It what it does is distracts you and it creates false illusions and fear that is not a reality. And emotionalism will have you distracted where you're like, things are really not that bad. Okay, but this same guy buys a buys one rum and coke when he goes out. Things are not that bad. So let me tell you something. I'm a man of solution. I'm not going to be one of these guys on the radio show that just comes on and report and says stuff. But before we get into that, uh, before I give you all my solutions, I just want to read something to you about the labor market here. Let's see what they say about the labor market here. Okay. Although there are 4.7 million fewer employed workers in the U.S. than before the pandemic, the labor market is much tighter than it seems. With unemployment at 4.2%, there is still room to go to reach the pre-pandemic historical low of 3.5%. Most of the tightness is caused by decreased participation, generous fiscal grants such as children benefits or direct checks to American families made it easier for some people to retire early to take a temporary break from work. However, much of the drop in the participation rate happened due to fewer Previously retired people returning to the workforce. So they're talking about the, the, the employment rate in America. You tell people that jobs are good, Biden. No, it's not. You know why people not going to work? Some people choose not to go to work. First of all, you're talking about most likely low-wage workers because psychologically, we still in COVID era and these people are not necessarily lazy. They're looking at like, yo, I'm putting 40 hours in just to get a check that I can't even pay my bills with. You figure somebody working for $11 an hour and then they have to pay their light bill. They have to buy groceries. They have to feed their kids and everything else. And they're looking like it's not worth it. Boss man up your butt and people say, well, they got to go to work. We can't have people sitting on their butt. No, you can't. Yes, right. They have to go to work. They have to find something to do. But what this article failed to also mention is you also have a good bit of people that are entrepreneurs now, so they're not going into commercial business. They're not looking to go work for certain agencies and so forth because they, this, they under COVID, they create their own business. Yes, you have a lot of people that retire, you know, of retirement age, so they're not coming back because it's dangerous to be in the workforce if you are elder and you could catch COVID. I understand that. I understand that. But Biden tell lies that wages has increased. Let's go ask somebody at McDonald's. That's the guts of this article right here. That's the guts of this article right here. Let's go ask somebody at McDonald's. This here is U.S. Centre. United States Politics and Policy. Let's go ask somebody that works in Lowe's. And the reality is, some people say, well, they shouldn't be working those jobs. I don't know their condition. I'm a social worker in the daytime. And I have my own private practice. And I'm the state chairman of the Conservative Party USA here in South Carolina. I'm a pretty busy guy. And I'm working on my doctor degree as we speak, too. I don't know. Why they work in these places. And, and let me tell you something. You don't even have to work in retail. Like, cause I know there's factories and plants when you get closer to like Manning, South Carolina, and, and even in rural areas of Georgia. 
uh, where people ain't making 12 bucks an hour. Their salary has not budged. And this is the backbone of America. Let me tell you something. This is the backbone of America. You can't turn your nose on people making 12 bucks an hour. I don't know. So many people making breaks in factories and plants. You know, they make things that we use. The, the little bit of factories and plants that are still here in America that are still open. You just can't turn your, your back on these Americans. And even people that have jobs like myself that require master degrees and so forth. Think about this. Think about this. Right? We're not getting paid just due our salaries. Our salary hasn't budged. So what you talking about buying America's got more money and they pay check? No, we don't. Bro, taxes done went up. You're taxing the daylights out of middle class Americans. Then you got to go to the grocery store. People ride around trying to find good deals to buy toilet paper. I'm for real. They're trying to find the best deal possible to buy toilet paper. Among other things, I'm going to tell y'all some of the stuff I noticed about inflation. I'm going to get personal with you. So I said, I was looking for a pickup truck recently, right? Preferably a Ford F-250. I'm a big boy kind of guy, you know? So I'm Googling around on the web. I got my car websites I go to. And, you know, I, you know, and I was like, well, let me just look around and see what a 95 looking for. You know, like a nice retro truck or something looking for. And I looked at it. I'm going to tell you the prices as we go up about vehicles, what I noticed. A 1995 Ford F-250 with 170,000 miles. I wouldn't buy that. I was just looking, just looking, you know, at prices, looking at what's going on inflation. I wouldn't go back that far to get a, a vehicle. Uh, they look at they they want thirteen thousand dollars for that pickup truck. Thirteen thousand dollars for that pickup truck. Who the hell gonna pay thirteen grand for a 1995 with a, over a hundred plus thousand miles on it? That's inflation. A 2000 Lincoln Town car. Before inflation kicked in, you get one of those for about four grand, five grand. You can still find them, you know, pretty decent with like 90,000 miles, 80,000 miles. Man, they, now they want like 10 grand for that car. Inflation. Anything that's a 2011, they don't care if that car, I seen vehicles that was, yeah, the bodies look nice and custom design, but they got like 190,000 miles. They want 25,000. 25,000 on used cars from 2011 and 13. You must be crazy. You must be crazy. Who's going to buy that? Who's going to buy that? And then you say, well, go get a new car. By the time you get an auto loan, woo, I'm not paying seven years on a vehicle. I'm not paying five on a vehicle, five years. That's financial slavery. I can't do it. I will not do it. I will not be a fool with my money like that. Now, here comes some solutions. Let's talk about some solutions, okay? Well, how do we survive this economy? First, save to the best of your ability. That means you have to turn your lights off. You're not using them to turn them off. You can't wash every day of the week. That's reckless, even when the economy's good. I live by the model of buy what I need, not what I want. Buy what I need, not what I want. Uh, 
Because when one thing inflation tell you is like, yo, when you go to the store, I don't need that. How many pairs of shoes do you really need? Do you have to go out and buy $200 pair of shoes all the time? I'm a practical man. I dress pretty casual when I go to work. I have my boots. I have my rain boot for rain. I have my casual dress shoes, a good bit amount of a couple of pairs of them. I have my pants. Go in your closet, start throwing out or donate some of the stuff that you don't wear at all. And I say that because it's easier to go in your closet and you know what you got in your closet that you enjoy wearing, that you could fit. Because what happens is you start pulling out clothes for work or somewhere else. You're like, oh, I don't really fit this. Oh, this, this is faded now. Then you go to the store and you try to buy more clothes that you really don't need. But you got clothes in your closet that you already have. But your mind tells you, well, this is faded. Let me go get a new one. You understand what I'm saying? If you, if you downsize your closet to what you actually wear and need, then you realize, like, oh, I don't really need that many clothes. Everything in my closet, I wear. At some point throughout the week or the next week, I wear. I got boots, different type of boots, my western boots, my rain boots. I got work boots when I, you know, do my home remodeling company stuff. I buy what I need, not what I want. I don't, you know, I don't even go in a sneaker store unless I have my daughter with me and she's like, oh, dad, you know, let's go look at some shoes I might want down the line. And I'm like, okay. I can, I can respect that. You know, then I might go in a sneaker store. Like, I went in a Foot Locker the other day for the first time with my daughter, like, in years. Like, I mean, I've seen my daughter more. I'm just talking about I haven't really went into sneaker stores like that. You got to let her mother go in there. Uh, and I'm looking around like, man, I don't even see anything in here at 42 years old that I would put on my feet. I advise you to also slowly start stocking. Stock your pantry. You should have abundance of water. Buy water twice a week, like packs of water. When your water bottle is empty, don't throw it in the garbage. Fill it up with water, put it in the refrigerator or a deep freezer somewhere. Now we're talking about survival stuff, but that's a whole other episode. But I'm just showing you how to survive. Your car, if it's in decent shape, just spend the money. Don't try to go get a new car. What you should do is just, you know, if, you're, if it's time for your car to get a tune-up, get a tune-up. Just pay to get a tune. It's better to pay two fifty or three hundred bucks to get a tune-up than to be paying seven hundred dollars a month on a car note. You need tires? Look around town. Google for the best price of the tire. Ask if they have military discount. Ask if ask if they have state employee discount. Uh, right now, if you got internet, especially if you're on like Spectrum or you live in a city area where you get the T-Mobile uh, Wi-Fi for fifty dollars a month, I I call the Spectrum. I say, look, T-Mobile offering me Wi-Fi for fifty dollars a month. Oh, we, well, we got a plan. Oh, then why you ain't tell me about this plan? Long story short, they lowered my bill from $80 a month to $50 a month. You have to start learning how to save money. You're the consumer. You're controlling this, this narrative right now. You're controlling this narrative right now. Fellas, and I'll get to the ladies in a moment. And I'm mentioning these things because these things add up throughout the month, how we waste our money. You like to go to a bar shop and get a fresh cut. Now, if you're getting phased and stuff, you don't know how to cut, that's different. But... I don't wear a fade. I have facial hair. I have a full beard. I learned how to line up my own beard with my clippers. Pretty easy. Been doing it for a while now, for years. Learn how to shape your own beard. Learn how to cut your own hair. Edge up your own hair. 
This stuff saves you money. You go to certain barbershops now, they want $25 for a haircut. Some barbershop want $25 just for an edge up. You must have lost your freaking mind with gas prices out here skyrocketing through the roof. I do my own hair. You better grow some dreads like me. If you could grow some hair or rock a ball head. Learn how to do for self. Learn how to become stable and resilient and rely on yourself. Don't be sitting around relying on the Biden government to do something for you. I don't care who in office. Don't rely on the government, period. The government could collapse any time of the day. If you got cell phones, I'm going to tell you what I've been doing. I'm going to teach you a little trick about cell phones. Because cell phone prices are outrageous. I'm not paying $1,500 for a cell phone, which meaning you spend $45 a month for the next two years. Where That's a, that's a, a, a used car price. I'm not doing that. I have average phone. I'm not going to go buy the cheapest bang bang phone. I stay mid-range. A nice mid-range phone is like around $450. Or go on eBay and get a high-end phone that was out two years ago. Get it refurbished or brand new for like $250. Now you ain't got no payments. You're just paying for the actual internet bill. You know, you're just paying for the line. If you're on like T-Mobile, you're just paying for the line. My T-Mobile, I have two phones on there and it's only $80 a month. You have to learn how to shop smart. You got to learn little tricks of the trade. Now, let me tell you something about the phone thing. Let me back it up. So I paid off my phones real fast. I poured it in some high-end phones, and I got two mid-range phones. Paid them off super fast. Bam! Like within three months, I paid them off. Then I got I upgraded to a nice, durable flip phone. Uh, it's a Caterpillar I think S22 flip phone. You open it up, it has a touch screen. It's waterproof, shockproof, dustproof, made for construction. Got push to talk on it, everything. Ooh, it reminds me of old school Nextel. Those were my favorite phones. And, you, and it has all the apps that you can need. It got your news app, your weather app, your email app, cash app, your bank app, everything on this flip phone. I only download my basics, the bare guts on it. Because the phone only has like, I think like 16 gigabytes. It's a flip phone. It's a durable flip phone. So I just have my fundamental, like my email, my basic, not even all my email, but like my main emails and the weather and stuff. Because that's my, that's my uh, shit hit the fan phone. It's one of my shit hit the fan phone. I got another one I'm about to get to, a flip phone. I keep on deck. I might keep one in the glove compartment just for a backup in case of emergency happen. Why? Because if things hit, well, I'm not going to get too much debt, but let's say stuff fall apart and collapse. Flip phone would be a lot more practical for you. But the bottom line, I don't even use the phone. I keep that stash for a backup i went ahead got another phone i paid off the phone actually i didn't pay off the phone the company gave it to me free but you could get an upgrade uh, get another line and get the phone for free with zero down and zero a month don't use the phone i have two lines a personal phone line and a business phone line these phones i'm telling you about i take them keep them in a box put them up somewhere safe so when the next two years come I take the phone down. If my phones start giving me problems, I already got two phones on the backup. I ain't got to upgrade with the company and have a, a, a phone bill, you know, a higher phone bill to come paying monthly installments on the phone. You follow me? I just keep these phones on backup, brand new in the box. That's how you got to do it. I, I, as I, at my age now, I'm a, I'm a practical man. Very, very practical. Yes, inflation messes with my pockets like anybody else. But I'm showing you simple methods of how to take care of yourself and put more money in your pocket. Uh, you're just going to have to cut back on some things. And even when it, the economy turns around, whenever that happens, still keep this method. I'd rather save money than spend money. That's just me. 
I like to look back and see a nice amount in my account and know I'm secured in case something happens out here. Then to be sitting here talking about, oh my God, I only got 20 bucks in my pocket. Like, like I know some people, they car break down and they don't even have enough money to get it towed. Or to, or to buy a backup tire. And that's a lot of Americans. That's just not one group of people. There's a lot of Americans that don't have enough money to buy a tire if their car broke down today. Oh, America, America, America. We have a lot. It's a lot on us, but we're going to survive. We are going to survive. And let me tell y'all something before I go. Of course, Twitter canceled me. That's why you don't see Boots on the Street podcast on Twitter. But I am on Gitter app. I am on MAGA hub. And I'm waiting to see what Trump new app look like in February. But you can find me on Gitter. Uh, what I think about Gitter... I think it's pretty cool. We'll talk about that another time, but I'm enjoying it. Uh, what I like about it is when you post something, everybody sees it. Unlike on Twitter, you post something, Twitter really will curve you. Depending on what you post it, is Twitter's the liberal app. If you're into new age, uh, spiritual stuff, sports, all that, your post will show up most of the time. But you start posting political content that don't fit with their narrative, that Twitter, that, that tweet not going to get shown. I don't have time to post things and I'm not on social media like that. That's another thing, too. Like, back in the day, I would care about how many followers I have. I don't care. I don't care if I got five followers. I just started on Gitter. And I think I, I just started the other night, actually. I opened up an account. I think I got, like, 19 people following me. And before I go, let me tell you what my Gitter username is. Because I'm an old man. It's Dedrick Hilton. You'll see up there with the American flag with my sexy photo, Boots on the Street podcast banner. And my username on Gitter is at Boots on Streets. That's at Boots on Street. And you're probably asking, what is Gitter? Gitter is for us conservatives. It's a social media app. I mean, they welcome all people, but it's mainly conservative, lean towards conservatives. And it's a place we could come speak openly about politics and so forth, but don't come on there with the racist rhetoric or trying to harm people. We're trying to, you know, do the right thing. And I'm on Gitter, and I like it. I like it. I, I feel comfortable and secure on this app. I like it. I know it's funded by, by some China people or whatever. I get that or whatever, but I like it. You know, hell, we got stuff that's funded by Americans and they jerking us over and suspending our account. So, I mean, miss me with that like the young folks say. All right. Let's see here what I'm under. Let me go to my profile. Uh... My username under MAGA Hub, which is like a, a hub of Trump supporters. They, they post the political stuff. You know, we just speak in the gospel. You know, I, I, to, I want to tell you what I talk about. I just don't talk about politics. I don't think he's going there. I don't talk about politics. I talk about um, urban prepping, survival techniques. I talk about homeschool. I talk about various things like I do on the podcast show because uh, we're more than that. But we are that. You know, like when I talk about homeschooling, that's part of my conservatism. When I talk about better public schools and, and access to private school, part of my conservatism. When I talk about family issues, raising your kids in the modern day world with the proper moral values, that's part of my conservatism. So you'll get politics from me. You'll get other topics that deal with, that Americans go through on a day to day issue. 
Some of you might be having marital problems. I, I'm working on my doctor degree and, and, and holistic counseling. So, you know, I, I work in clinicals, social workers talk about this stuff. Just saying, you know, we're, we're, we're more than, we're more than one dimensional, you know, we're multi-dimensional, but yeah, so I'm on a MAGA hub under Red Baron. That's R-E-D-B-A-R-O-N. If you ask me which one do I like more, I'm on Gitter a lot. Like Mega Hub to me seemed like a hub of just information. It's cool. I like it. But Gitter, I, I, I really dig that app. I really do. I really do. I like I, I like the content. I like the people on there. I'm meeting some very cool people. Shout out to the Hodge Twins, by the way. That's right. Shout out to the Hodge Twins. Uh, make sure you guys watch their YouTube show. And let me tell you something. We're going forward in 2022, and I want to tell you something. Like, I'm I'm proactive in 2022. I don't believe just sitting around nagging and complaining and throwing shots at each other because of our political affiliations. I believe, and I'm going to end the show on this note. If you are conservative or Republican or independent. And you really want to make a change in society. You really want to start winning these uh, political offices. You really want to get your message across. You really want to get out there and allow people to hear you. You can no longer just fight on social media. One thing the conservative party is missing is a grassroots organization. That's one thing that they're missing is a grassroots organization. That's how the liberals are so active. They got that crappy Antifa, Black Lives Matter. Let me tell you something once again. Black Lives Matter, yeah, you have some blacks that support it, young, but most older blacks is not about that. Most inner black entertainers not supporting Black Lives Matter. So don't so I I tell white people, if you if don't approach me with Black Lives Matter shit, because I first of all, I don't I, I, that's not my political affiliation. Two just because it said Black Lives Matter, that don't mean that I'm, I'm a supporter of it. I mean, I don't go up to you and say, hey, are you a member of the Ku Klux Klan? No, you know, I mean, come on, man. We got to start thinking better than that. Um, but you got to be proactive. We have to start doing some groundwork, some grassroots work. I be getting people coming, yo, Dedrick, man, I like what you're saying, brother. You know, all right, man, well, you know, um, I'm the state chairman of the conservative party of our branch here in South Carolina. How about we go out for some wings and have a meeting? We have to start to be ready to spread the gospel. That means more than social media, more than just being angry behind our sofa. We lose like that. Our young boys and girls need to see good, strong American moral values. And by doing that, you have to be out there on the front line. No longer sitting behind the doors. Got to be out there spreading the gospel. Pass some pamphlets around. I got tons of pamphlets for the conservative part of your state. Sign up. Sign up. You know, I, I'll give you my email to the podcast show here. Let me give you my email here to the podcast show. The email here is boots.onthestreets at gmail.com. Boots.onthestreets at gmail.com. You interested? You want to get, maybe you want to start a, a branch. In your city for Conservative Party USA, hit me up. I'll show you how to do that. And, you know, you got to be grassroots. You got to get out there. We just can't be hiding behind closed doors. If you, I live this. This is more than a political uh, affiliation. This is a lifestyle. This is who I am. This determines how I talk to my kids, how I bought cars I buy. It, it, it's, it's a lifestyle. I belong to fraternities, Masonic orders, and this and that. 
I have a ring on. People see it. Oh, he's a Mason. They see my fraternity tag on the car. Oh, he's below his fraternity. But your political views, you don't necessarily have anything to show on your chest that says it unless you're wearing a badge or something. I go out in the streets and how I interact with people is based off of my views. Being a good American, being a patriot, helping, you know, and I help those in need. I help feed the homeless. I do all those great things. Why? Because that's what being a good American means. We're going to have to get active. We just can't sit and bitch and moan. If you know somebody that's politically active on groundwork, yo, support them. Hey, man, what do you need? Do you need do you need to get some shirts? Here go, here go $100. Let me talk to my guy and get some shirts made or get a hat made for our chapter or something, for our conservative party chapter. Or let me, you know, help get you better mic equipment. You know, donate some money. Y'all go to bars and spend $100 or 80 bucks on drinks. Hey, man, and then you nag about because uh, Biden in office or Black Lives Matter doing some rhetoric or pushing some agenda down your son's throat. Support the movement. You'll be surprised with $5, how fast that will go and help out to the movement. I'm about to have my cash app open up for Boots on the Street podcast. Pretty soon. It's coming real soon. Probably in the next few days. But look, America, thank y'all for tuning in to the show. We have more episodes coming. You will be hearing from me. I'm not going anywhere. Uh, follow me once again on Gitter. Uh, I'm gonna have my uh, Twitter account open back. I'm doing another Twitter account with our political party, so I'll, I'll let you guys know about that. What that username is? Uh, I really don't like Twitter. I really don't like. I don't really like social media. I like Gitter. I just feel at home, but I don't really like Facebook either. And I don't even participate. I have groups on Facebook, but uh, man, that's a whole nother story, you know. So look here. Um, Look here, America. Y'all stay safe. Save your dollars. Shop wisely. And I'll see you guys soon. Good night.